This program is brought to you by A to B Media Partners. Be sure to listen to the After Two Beers podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Also, make sure to visit www.aftertwobeers.com. Welcome to the After Two Beers podcast. I'm Dutch Dalton, joined as always by Gimme Gibbler. That's me. And we've got a really cool show this week. We've got T.J. Miller that's going to be on in the second half. A 30-minute interview we did with him. He's going to be in Indianapolis this week, and he was a super nice guy. So awesome. It's very cool. If you don't know T.J. Miller, look him up. The moment you see his picture, you'll instantly recognize the guy. Oh, yeah, for sure. But he's been his in tons of things. His voice is very distinctive, too. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It was funny when he called, and I answered it. It's like well, my, it's like somebody you talk to all the time It's like the you phone. were sitting at the bar in Deadpool. I, I wish. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah, so that's where you may recognize him from. He was in Deadpool. He was also in Silicon Valley, which was on HBO. He had his own HBO comedy special. How to Train Your Dragon. I mean, tons and tons and tons of movies. Transformers. He's done a little bit of everything. Oh, that's right. He was in that. Yes. Uh, he was also in the Emoji movie, which I never <laughs> I saw. I not seen I that. don't think anybody did. <laughs> I, I, I mean... I love you, TJ, but I'm probably not going to watch it. No, I, I, I'm <laughs> still not going to. But anyway, very cool interview. We want to make sure we thank our sponsors, yes. uh, New Boswell and the Sheridan Pub. Without both of those establishments, we would not be able to bring this show to you. So thank you very much to both of them. If you want to listen to the podcast on a regular basis, you can listen to us five different ways. You can go to Apple iTunes. You can go to Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Pocket Casts. And don't forget to our website. Yes. Go to our website. It's um, after two, the number two, beers.com. Uh, we have lots of cool swag on there. Everybody needs to get them an after two beers t-shirt. And then we also have on there um, our Patreon site link. Yes. So if you like what we're doing and you want to support the show and you've already got t-shirts and koozies, you can go to patreon.com backslash after two beers and you can make a small donation there. And anything that you provide to us basically goes from Patreon to... Patron.com. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it works out great for everybody. So in addition to listening to the podcast, one of the things that we've really done really well at, probably even way better than the podcast, has been our social media sites. Our Facebook memes are insane. It is. It's, it's crazy to me. They have just blown up. Yeah, we started about 18 months ago, and we've got a little under 35,000 followers and we greatly, greatly appreciate all of you for following the show. Absolutely. I, I, I love reading the comments that people put on the, the memes that we post. I really enjoy that. So keep that up, guys. Right. And that's actually what brings us to the show this week before we get to the interview. We're going to focus on some of our memes. Okay. Yeah. So What the, ones? Well, we've got literally thousands of them now. <laughs> right. But, um, and, and let me be the first to admit, we do not come up with these memes. Every, no, I find them and I'm like, okay, that's hilarious. I got to post it. Right. So every now and then we kind of come up with our own and we put those out there and sometimes they do okay, sometimes they don't. But I feel like the meme community is a very sharing community. There's a lot of really cool pages out there. Trollercoaster.com is really good. <laughs> I've not seen that one. Uh, no, the chive. I love the chive. The dad. Yeah, single dad laughing. Oh. Um, 
Thunder Dungeon, and yeah, I mean, there's just lots of different ones. Right. So if you're taking a dump at work and you need time, <laughs> you want to kill some time while you know you're you're smelling your insides and potentially the person next to yours. Yeah, just make sure <laughs> that you get up before your legs fall asleep. Right. Or we have at my real job. We have those time-sensitive lights, you know, where if you don't move too long. Yes, then you're you, going to take a spooky dookie. Right. <laughs> spooky dookie. That's when the lights go out. It's so embarrassing because then you can't tell when you're done wiping either. It's like, do you do you stand up and then start waving your hands around? <laughs> Wave your hands in the air like you just don't care. Right, while, you're, while your underwear is still around your ankles. <laughs> while you're just smelling some poopy air. <laughs> so... On this week's show, we're going to focus on some of our memes, specifically summer-related. We are here in the end of May, 1st of June. It is hotter than shit. It's humid. Seriously, it went from like 40 degrees to 90 in like two days. But that's Indiana for you. Yeah. And we're dealing with crazy thunderstorms. Not even just that, the tornadoes. Yes, it's wild for us. So we're based in Richmond, Indiana, here in the Midwest. So to the west of us, just earlier this week, there was a touchdown in Pendleton, Indiana. Did some major damage there. Yeah. And then just to the east of us in Ohio, especially the Dayton area. It's like 40 miles from here. Yes. Tons of tornado. I think there was there was more than 15 yeah. that actually they confirmed touched the ground. Lots of damage. So there's opportunities for you to donate to those to those cities that are yes. Affected. And if if you don't know um, how to get a hold of somebody, they need water supplies, anything else. Reach out to us, and we can send you a link. Um, you know, just kind of. Help and share the love. There we go. We love sharing our love everywhere we go. (laughs) Outwardly. Right. (laughs) Emotionally, not so much physically. (laughs) So this week we're going to talk about summer memes. And Summer summer memes. So there's actually about three, four of us that post on our webpage, our Facebook page. And I, I cannot take the credit for this one. And this, but it's very good, but I can relate. This was me. Yeah. Okay. Was it? All right. So the meme, it's it just, it's, it's unsticking your thighs from plastic chairs season. Oh, man. And it's so true. And the other one for me, it's, it's uh, unsticking your balls from your inner thigh season. Right. Every man has some shifting going on in the summer. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If I'm walking and all of a sudden you see me do a jitterbug with just one leg. I mean, I know you can't dance, so I know <laughs> right. what you're doing. Right. It means one of my you're doing testicles. The, the non-touch shifting of the crotchety. Right. right. That means one of my testicles has supermaned itself to, <laughs> to one grindle. of my thighs. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it, it's the other one for me, when I, I, don't know, I read this meme and it made me think about it, was when I was in high school, my first vehicle was a 1986 metallic brown Chevy S10, power nothing. Okay, so let me guess. It had the cheap vinyl-ass seats, right? Oh, they were horrible. So bad. They were horrible. So it would sit out in the summer, windows up, you know, because I lock it up at night. And it had no tinting of the windows. And I would get in to go pick my sister up from summer school. My mom would make me go pick her up. (laughs) And I had to carry a washcloth in the truck so I could grab the steering wheel because it got that hot. Oh, yeah. And then when your legs would hit the bottom of the seat... I swear it felt like I needed like a skin graft from my ass on well, the bottom of my thighs. Let me take you one step further. So I had those cheap-ass vinyl seats, too, except mine had a crack in it. 
and it never failed do you know like did you ever go to your grandma's and they had those old vinyl seats where you sat down on the toilet and it pinched your butt oh yeah yeah no the same cushion. deal See, yeah the big where it sounded like it was sighing when you sat down it was like <gasps> <laughs> oh no oh no it's Gibbler again. <laughs> but no, I would sit on this, like my car seat was the hot leather vinyl, plus it was cracked, so it would like be hot and then pinch my thigh. Oh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and then because of the crack when you sit on it, all those beer farts come out of the cushions <laughs> from right? years of abuse. Yeah, it was just the vent. <laughs> so one of the other memes that was interesting me, and it was actually one of the most popular memes we've ever had, there's a lady that is on her front yard, you know, in her front yard, watching a tornado come. So I put it on the poll today, <laughs> and I asked, if a tornado was coming, are you more likely to be in your basement or on the in the front yard? And it was way front yard, and I am just as guilty. I have to tell you, I was. Put it this way, I went through the fear of the giant spider that was hanging in front of my front door just to go out into the yard to look at the sky. It was, I'm dead serious. Ours look like War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise, <laughs> where everybody comes out into the street like to see what's going oh, on. I bet. So it's going off. The tornado sirens are going off. And I said, Amanda, let's go outside and look at it. And so we're out on our little deck looking at it. And our uh-huh. neighbor comes out, and he's looking at it. And hey, neighbor, did you see you the know, sky? And it was crazy. I mean, light. I have never seen a lightning show insane. like we saw Monday. And... But yeah, I am absolutely that person that would go out into the front yard yeah. if there's a tornado coming. No, but honestly, the news had me almost a little bit nervous to do it. And I'm, I love, I, I always said that I was going to be a storm chaser, like get the big van and just, or like in uh, tornado where, or twisters, I mean, have the truck with the oh, <laughs> thing absolutely. with the cans in it. Oh, yeah. I was going to chase it, and I was like, yeah, well, you know, this guy's pretty serious. He's telling people watching The Bachelorette to go screw themselves. And <laughs> oh, it was the greatest thing. So, I'm not turning this station. <laughs> yeah, we, we posted it on our Facebook page. It's the ABC affiliate in Dayton, Ohio. The newscaster, the weatherman, is his name's Jamie Simpson. Yes. And he basically ripped ass. Yeah. While he was broadcast. It was the greatest thing ever. It was like It the, was, because like, everybody was bitching about The Bachelorette right. being off. And he's like, you can wait on that. This is some serious, serious weather. You need to be watching and you need to be prepared. He basically said, you all can go fuck yourselves. Yeah, pretty much. Like I'm trying to save lives. Hey, all you hillbillies, get out of your front porch, <laughs> get out of your front lawn and go downstairs into the basement. Well, I doubt it was them so much. It was probably these, hey, mother that's drinking wine, <laughs> quit worrying about the bachelorette. There's people dying. She's like, I'm not waking my kids to take him to the basement. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame her. It's louder than a train. <laughs> right. You know, honestly, I'd rather have a train hit me than have to go back through the phase of trying to baby, you know, get kids to go to bed at night. Oh. It's horrible. All right. So one last one in relationship to the summer, which I thought was hilarious. And it just says... Wasper out. If you see me fighting the air, mind your business. Mind your business. <laughs> I'm just picturing you like Chris Farley. Bees everywhere. Save yourselves. This is a true story. <laughs> In my backyard, we used to have a, a garden or a, a yarden. A yarden. A yarden. And I didn't grow anything in it. I didn't have the time or the patience. And so it had weeds that would come up to the middle of your thigh. <laughs> So one time I'm out there and I'm like, I got to take care of this. I'm starting to look like the Beverly Hillbillies. I could hide 
you know, a freezer out here at this point. It's <laughs> that tall. Couch. Right. You might be a redneck if you let your yarding grow up to the side of your thigh. Your so I go out there and I'm push mowing it. And as I'm push mowing it, I've got one hand on the mower and then I go to put the other hand on it. And when I squeeze down on the top of the mower, it I, I put my hand on, it felt like, like a thorn from a bush. Okay. I'm like, shit, that hurt. And I look at my hand, I don't see the thorn, but I just keep going. It's not a big deal. So as I keep going again, then I start feeling these thorns like all around my ankles. Oh, no. Okay. And so I look down and it wasn't thorns. It was a swarm of yellow jackets. Apparently there was a nest that had, you know, built its, these bees had built it inside this, this yarden. This yarden. (laughs) Right. And they started attacking me. Oh, they're more angry than any wasp ever. So I'm taking off running to go into the house, (laughs) and I'm getting stung everywhere, right? And my daughter comes around the corner to come into the backyard, and I yell at her. I'm like, turn around. Run for your lives. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And so Save yourself. Right. They're stinging me everywhere. And so they're flying up my shorts, and they're inside my shirt. So I'm peeling off clothing (laughs) as I'm running to the house, okay? So... When you go back later, you can see my yard. It looks like the fastest strip show ever because there's like my shirt here and then there's a few more steps and there's one of my shoes and then a few more. And this is all true. And then a few more steps, another shoe, then my shorts. So I run into the house and at this point, all I got on are my boxer shorts, right? And I mean, they flip, they sp- one of them stung me on my ass cheek. I got stung over 10 times. And it was one of those things like, I'm like, this can only happen to me. So then when I finally realized where these things were at, we had like railroad timbers that kind of roped off the yarden. Or, I mean, that's what we all do here in the right, Midwest, right? our yardens. So apparently they had formed a nest in one of those. So I'm like, I got to burn it out. I'm going all like. You know, napalm on their ass. So I go. What did you do? I poured gasoline all over this. This that's not going to piss them off at all. No, no, no. But I pit, I pour <laughs> the gas all over their hive. They're coming at me. I feel like I'm dressed up like Michael J. Fox was during uh, Back to the Future when Doc <laughs> gets shot. You know, and I go out there and I set fire to this railroad timber, and it's working great, burning them out. You know, it's it's like the, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. It smells like victory. <laughs> and then I realized, like, holy shit, this fire's getting kind of big. I better go get the garden hose and take care of this thing. So then I go over and I turn my garden hose on and I come over to the timber. It's not long enough. And now this timber is going up really well, right? <laughs> There's no bees left, but now I'm at the work. You know, like I may lose a tree in this process. So I run into my garage. I get, grab a bucket. I mean, I, th- these two days... I wish there was some video coverage of this. Oh, I'm so glad. It would have been phenomenal. Yes. This is why you don't invite friends over (laughs) when you have to take care of bees. But it may have gone viral. I'm just picturing all of your neighbors going, what in the hell is Christine over there? (laughs) Right. So that's what you got to worry about in the summer. Yeah. And mosquitoes. Mosquitoes are the worst. That's our state bee. Or our state bird, I mean. It should be. They're horrible. They're so bad. I feel like they're getting worse. Oh, it's like they there are like deet doesn't even work for them. They are just they're like the cockroaches in the air. I, I do have a confession. Okay. Um and it's hard for me to say this. So I'm do forty I need to hold your hand? No, okay. I just don't want Shut you to hate me afterwards, but I'm forty one years old and up until this point in my life I've never struck anyone. 
in my life. I've never struck anybody. And <laughs> AJ and I are in the garage, and I popped her in the face. Because she had a mosquito. She on had it. a mosquito on it. But then, like, when you hit it, it moved. So then I just popped her in it. I didn't hit her hard, right? And I'm like, hey, this isn't a domestic thing. Don't call the police. I swear to God, there was a mosquito on your face. Likely story. <laughs> I'm just trying to prevent you malaria. That. I was talking to the mosquito again. <laughs> so now it's like, you got to warn people before you pop them in the face. Yeah. That's right. Normally, she's like, I wasn't even back talking. <laughs> Fine, I'll go make a sandwich. Jeez. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, we're gonna get death threats for that one. I know. <laughs> but it's anyway, a joke. I it promise. Is a joke. I, I do it not. Is. No, believe me. It's. Any kind of I am a lover, battery. not a fighter. <laughs> All <Not> right. <laughs> <laughs> You're a lounger. I'm a lounger. I'm a lounger. <laughs> so as I mentioned. Uh, we've got the really cool interview coming up. Make sure you go out and check out our Facebook page. Yes, please do. It, and our website, it's so awesome. And make sure you reach out to us. Give us some ideas if you think that there's something that we should talk about that, you know, something that you and your friends sit around and talk about after a couple beers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So now I just, we want to give our sponsors a little bit more love before we, we go Show to the interview. Love. Show some love. So the first one that we're going to talk about is the Sheridan Pub. The Sheridan Pub is big for us because not only we do they sponsor our show, we also go and do family feud events that we host. Yes. And so our next one of those is on June 15th. So make sure you get down there. If you've got some individuals here in the Richmond area, if you want to come over, um, let us know. We'll get you signed up to be one of the teams that participates. We give away cash and prizes um, that aren't really that good. They're, just, <laughs> they're you know prizes. What? They're free beer. It's free beer. Yeah. We'll give you free beer at the same time. And but they also have got a, a really nice menu for a bar. Uh, we talked about the sauerkraut balls earlier. The sauerkraut balls, homemade sauerkraut balls. They're so amazing. It's the only balls I put in my mouth on a regular basis. They, they just melt in your mouth. The next sponsor we want to talk about is New Boswell. It's our newest sponsor. As I mentioned earlier in the show, they're located in the Depot District. They have lots of famous comedians that are coming to the show, especially here in the Midwest. But Polly Shore is going to be there soon. Uh, Donnie Baker, who's on the Bob and Tom show, is going to be there soon. But they also have live music all throughout the week. We've done some things. They've got some open mic nights coming up. So lots of opportunities for you there. Oh, yeah. And if you love some blues music, on Thursday nights they have, they call it the choir practice, where it's kind of like an open jam. And it's great. It's yeah. just a great group of people down yeah, there. Yeah, it's so. very, very cool. Yeah. Welcome back to the After Two Beers podcast. I'm excited to introduce our next guest. He starred in Bit Hero 6, Deadpool 2, the Emoji Movie, Office Christmas Party. He's also... After made... four beers. <laughs> well, there you go. That's even better. I like it. He's had his own HBO special, and you can see him live this weekend in Indianapolis at the Helium Comedy Club, and it's none other than Mr. T.J. Miller. Yes. Come see. Yes. Joke. Have fun. <laughs> the new Helium Comedy Club. So... You obviously you've been in some major films. Uh, you've been on television. You've even well, I was also hey, to be fair, I was in a, a very sort of indie, well-received, uh, not Oscar-winning, but it, it won some pretty heavy awards uh, in the indie circuit, and that was Transformers for Age of Extinction. So yeah. you know, yeah, I've I've done some really important kind of life-changing works of, of all the characters you've played of all the films and television shows you've been in what what has been your favorite part or or favorite film or character that you you've played 
No, I'm only going to say this because I saw it last night. Um, I just did a film with Drew Barrymore that was like really, it's sort of similar to Already a Brother, but also kind of in the, I don't know, tonality of, that's even a word of uh, Silicon Valley. And it's Jimmy Babbitt did some of the, uh, Silicon Valley episodes and it just she directed this and it's really really strange and new and you know I haven't I, I'm in a film called Underwater which is coming out in January and I haven't seen it so I don't know but to me this most recent film was really I only did two weeks on it and yet I think it might be one of the most interesting things that I've done wow. so maybe that you know oh very cool so did you start in stand-up and then progress to, to film? Yeah, no, I, I started in um, improvisation and oh. sketch comedy in college. And then, but yeah, I was always doing comedy before film and television. And then, you know, I don't know, I'd winked my way into Hollywood. I'm not sure I'm going to say that. So, yeah. yeah. Have you turned down any parts that you regret? Oh, Yeah. Once I was going to be on this podcast, two beers, after two beers. <laughs> you regret and that? I said no, no, I said no, and it was such a mistake, but luckily, like, thank God, it's a good chance. It's, it's not one beer, it's two beers. That's so, right, two the key. Beers, so second <laughs> chance. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I don't think, I, I don't know, I, I don't understand the concept of, like, regretting or feeling like if this had happened this would have happened right so no not so much i definitely said no to shows or sets that i shouldn't have been afraid of and just should have done and learned from it but that's all obviously people are going to know the name they're going to know what you've done on film and in television yogi bear 3d emoji <laughs> movie yes of course yes of course. yes but what can they expect at your, your stand-up shows? Something really dynamic, and more and more I'm realizing, like, worth the money. You know, if you're paying money, you're going out, it's your night. I'm doing, I am juggling, I am, <laughs> there's terrible ventriloquism, there's a trombone that I don't know how to play, there's just... Are so they, many things that are are focused on having you walk away going, I didn't think I was going to get that out of this. <laughs> and that's, I'm really interested in that. Like, yeah. what is it to walk away from the show and go, wow, that they, was, that was worth, that wasn't worth the money. That was more than I bargained for type of thing. <laughs> are there, uh, are there fireworks at all? Uh, there were in Atlanta and now there aren't. Anymore. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> well, Atlanta ruins a lot of things. <laughs> so, are you based on the East Coast or West Coast? Uh, we live in Manhattan. So, you know, my wife and I are kind of permanently based in New York. I, I, we spend time when it's appropriate in Los Angeles, but I don't think that that really does much for us no. outside of depressing us further i'm from denver colorado like we just we've never really been west coast bay area any of that sort of stuff so we're just a lot more comfortable i think in the midwest on the east coast i'm going to appleton wisconsin after this like that's where i like to be is 
specifically in the Midwest and Colorado. Oh, there you go. We were talking about on this this week's show, we were talking about the difficulties of summer. Are you a, a fan of certain seasons? Oh, yeah. I love um, uh, what's the one that comes after? <laughs> right, so you spring forward, but not too far. It's the one right before that, but it's before spring. So I just love that. That's a good one. No, yeah. I, uh, I, I love, here's what I love, seasons. That was the problem with Los Angeles. You're sitting there going, is it January? What, what day is this? What month am I in? It is completely sunny out. No one knows what's going on there. But I love that in New York, every single person goes, wow, first day of spring. Thank God. You know, it, that's really, really nice. Yeah. So uh, I'll take that. And also, I will take the two or three months where you're going, it's about to get really hot, so we better enjoy this. I, I would rather have that than anything else. I'm with you. I hate the weather. Hate it. Really? I do. You ever lived in Chicago? I have not. I've been in pretty much in Indiana my whole life, but uh, I I have traveled to work there on many occasions, and I can tell you, I, I I'm just not a fan. The wind is it, is brutal. The snow is brutal. Brutal. But I'm I'm checking. My mother-in-law just called. I'm checking on uh, what is the town where you live? Richmond. I think that's right. She's even more rural than that, if you can imagine. <laughs> um, no, but I, you know, I think uh, I'll, I'll take any season over no seasons. Right. So, you know, Colorado is like great seasons, but you're still there's a changing of the weather. You're really kind of in purgatory in Los Angeles. Okay? Yeah. But yeah, of course, you can't enjoy the winter. You know. So you have to use, yeah, you have to tolerate it. But Chicago is a different, that, that's a winter where you're like, oh, I see, do dish pizza. Okay. <laughs> really have to fortify. Okay. All right. Okay. What What do you do for fun? Obviously, you're a person that's very well recognized. I do a lot of podcast interviews. You know? <laughs> I, I thought I was special. Ones, <laughs> no, I, I only do the ones where I'm like, this can't just be after one beer. It has to be after two beers. So I, I'm, I'm very focused on like multiple, in terms of the name of the podcast, multiple drink sort of named podcast. Oh, wow. And that's hard to find. I, I would say actually you're the only, now, here I am telling you, like I think this is the only fun I really have is doing this exact podcast. <laughs> Sometimes I like text Kristen Stewart and say that I'm concerned about her because of her Instagram pictures. Yeah, but outside of that, I don't think no, I don't do much else. Yeah, it's, it's hard when you. I do so much comedy. There isn't a lot of room. I don't know leisure. You know, I mean, if I look, if I'm not working, then I'm hanging out with Kate. And if Kate doesn't want to hang out, then I'm kind of waiting to hang out with Kate. Yeah. I would say is the whole deal, but that's not that's not like a bad thing. It's just like I don't, you know. I took, uh, I figured out how to get Gabe to uh, New York, the New York concert in New York. New yeah. York in New York is what it should have been called, <laughs> and uh, I had a terrible time. Really? I, like, had to, yeah, I had to like leave halfway through just to like be away from it. 
And uh, yeah, so it's like that stuff has been fun for me. It's fun to create fun times for her. But, you know, all the time, even last night, she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I, I want to hang out with you. She's like, okay, cool. I'm going to Tilda Swinton talk because she's friends with Tilda Swinton somehow. And she was like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I want to come to that with you, but I have to go see a screening of this through very more films because I have to give notes. Okay, well, what are you doing afterwards? And any other husband or person would probably be like, well, I'd like to come back. And I was like, I'm doing a set. So I'm still sort of, even when we're having fun, afterwards I'm working. Or before, sometimes others said before. You mentioned that you had to leave the show. Was it the way people were reacting to you, or is it just being in, in amongst crowds? Or Oh, no, I mean, like a uh, jazz show, people were exquisitely unaware of me being in the audience. But no, it's more just I don't really like Bjork. I mean, do you like Bjork? Uh, everybody appreciates Bjork, but I don't know that. Would you sit down and listen to a Bjork album? I don't think so. No, that's that's pretty fair. I don't even know right. that Bjork would. Right, right, right. <laughs> she even is like, yeah, I know, I, 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 thing today. It would be a whole fucking thing in a swan outfit or whatever. But I, you know, I think it's less that. I've actually been really lucky lately with like in the last couple of months with people just kind of being really cool like really nice to me so I, I feel very fortunate for that but I you know it's very strange this is actually what the Drew Barrymore film is about it's very strange being famous and it's not easy to say hey this is difficult because people are like what do you mean I would do anything bad that must be the greatest so it's a strange position to be in it's a strange Everything about it is strange. It's so really strange. It's, you're, you're feeling very estranged the entire time. Really? But, yeah, but you're not... I mean, one can't be upset about it. You're like, it's a different thing. It's also weird to not live in L.A. and be famous. So there's a very different feeling of, like, New York is just a completely different experience, which is good, and, it, and in a good way. It's a good experience. Would you ever trade it? And, go, and are there times where you wish you weren't famous and you yes. could just walk the world? Yes, yes. It's kind of the hard part, right? You want to be successful in your comedy and 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 do everything you can with it, but then on the same, you can't just walk through a, a target. I have always said that fame is the unfortunate side effect of being a successful entertainer. So you want people to come to the show, just like I want people to be there at Helium, Indianapolis, Thursday, <laughs> Friday, Saturday. <laughs> But by the same thing, like, yeah, of course, I would rather not. Even it's so nice to be like, hey, I'm TJ. And that's really nice. But it is devastating to your familial, like, relationships on any level except for Kate have been destroyed. And I don't mean, like, affected. I mean destroyed. Can I have two beers? I have to do this after two beers this uh, this podcast so if i could just have the two worst beers of the year. yeah just the really gross ones like below michelob ultra <laughs> like pbrs no you just you're literally right now being like what's worse than that <laughs> two you know, bud lights two bud lights Chris, clean oh draft 
Uh, go ahead. I interrupted. No, no, no. You're fine. You've got a birthday yeah. coming up too, right? Yeah, I do have a birthday coming up, but the only thing I'm excited about is that this is the first time it's ever happened. Kate was like, I don't know what to get you for your birthday. There they are. One beer, two beers, and after that, beer podcast. <laughs> Life is good. Life is good. So this is the first time that Kate has ever kind of gone. By the way, both these beers are cucumber waters. Don't tell your listeners that. I won't. I won't. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, this is the first time that Kate has gone, I don't quite know what to get you. And that's really interesting to me because we've known each other since we were, I don't know, 22 or something. But, like, she's definitely a homie. But like, we are such good friends. And we know each other so well. But this is really the first birthday that she's ever gone, well, I don't, you know, I don't really, and I, this is a great moment for me to go, you don't really have to get me anything. Like, it's not like, Oh, it's just a birthday. You know, it really is a moment where I've been able to say, you don't have to buy me anything. And she's going, well, but I want to get something special. And I'm able to truly be like, the only thing special that I need from you is like your continued, like, thank you for being my wife and even putting up with me or imagining that I'm somehow attractive like that's that is plenty for me and i feel like that often is a uh, a uh, faux gesture where people go oh no i don't need anything but really in their mind they're like give me something special i don't right. give a f- i don't give a fuck about any sort of gift i am continually surprised by kate's sort of attention and involvement in my life so i'm so that's like that's my biggest birthday present is being able to do that, but do it sincerely, authentically. No, that's great, man. That's what everybody wants in a relationship. I think so. You know what everybody really wants is unconditional love. You can't achieve that without transparency. That's almost impossible to get to without some sort of unconditional respect. It's very complicated. <laughs> I never thought I'd be talking about unconditional love with T.J. Miller. No, neither did I, and I'm not even talking to me. <laughs> right? You woke up and go, "What's this show called?" <laughs> no, I no, no, no. I woke up and went, "Fuck! I need to be at the airport in an hour and fifteen minutes. I got to be outside. I got to get ready. It's twelve days, not seven, not even three. Get out the door. Get through security. Yeah, that, that's more what I'm thinking." And then at the end of all of that, thinking, I'm like, God, can't wait to have two cucumber waters <laughs> and hang the fuck out. Trash. Nice deal. Is it hard to do to go on tour and spend that much time on the road? I, I think uh, it depends on your perspective. If you work mostly in a cubicle, uh, then no, it's pretty, it's not easy, but it's exciting to be traveling doing all that if you're a movie star then you're kind of thinking geez that's cool you get to be around you know the people that you love uh three days a week if you're a stand-up comic who's been on the road for you know 10 years you're gone oh great another weekend like really so it just it, it really does depend on what 
your experiences, but for me, I'd say it doesn't really matter where I am. I'm always like, well, I'm pretty lucky to be doing this thing. You know, you know I, I think that might be the secret to any success. It's sort of going, I'm not even, I'm not collecting garbage every Tuesday. And even if I was, I'd find a way to make that pretty cool version of my life. So yeah, I don't, I like touring. I wish, yeah. Do I wish I was with Kate more? Absolutely. Do I sometimes think that being with Kate more would hurt our relationship? Sure. So, pretty happy with, with what's going on right now. So who makes you laugh? Um, <laughs> you have throughout the end. <laughs> really, I'm like, in a completely positive way. You're, yeah, you've been really funny. I, you know, I don't... Uh, I guess Kate, I don't really laugh at anybody. There's this guy, Lenny Marcus, who's like the best comedian in uh, New York, probably. He's really funny. Like, I'll, you know, I watch him, I'm like, uh, I don't really like, I don't really, even, it sucks. It's like, it's one of the fortunate downfalls of your happiness within this job. I don't even watch like Colbert or John Oliver, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, okay, okay. Oh, all right, no interesting move there. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. that's excellent. Mm, I would have done it. It's all that. And then at the end of the day, really, it's Kate. Just Kate is like, and it, she's not super funny. I'm not saying that I married a hilarious woman. But I will tell you that, like, sometimes she's just really good at being like, you weren't expecting this. And that's the difference. Is that a professional comedian... I see what they're doing, and I appreciate it, and I want to learn from it, especially guys like Conan or Colbert or whatever. But it's not really that surprising, and the element of surprise is so important to comedy. So what Kate does really well is just just double me back and be like, wait, what? She just said that. And so that makes me laugh. But then, then also I get into this weird cycle of like wanting to make her laugh, so that's a weird, like, uh, wait, I have an idea of what we'll make. And then most of the time she's like, nice try. Nice try. <laughs> yeah. no. That smashes the ego a little bit. You know, I think it has to do with relationships. Everybody thinks you're funny until you've been with them long enough, and then they think you're boring as hell and not entertaining. Well, she's really funny, but um, she's also really interesting. And then I'm really funny, but I'm not that interesting. I beg so like that's that, well that that's where I come up a little bit short, which is okay too, because it's like all right, that pushes you to be a little funnier. But there's no, there's certainly no part of me that is ever bored by or not surprised by Kate. Like she's so fast, and that's you know I probably I can't speak for her, but that's probably why she gets along with and likes me is that I'm pretty fast, so I can at least stay ahead of other people that would be interesting to her. All the people you've worked with in Hollywood or... I love you saying we. It's clearly just you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. There's normally two of us, but she's at a real job. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, right. Exactly. Listen, this is three beers, one you, and it is after the math. I meant me and my microphone. That's the we. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the, your favorite person that you've worked with on films or television? No, I... You know, I would be quick to say Wahlberg because I think he's like really interesting. as worth like 
what he thinks he's worth and his work ethic and that whole thing with him making more money that was all just like him understanding like contractually you're here this is what i'm worth pay me right but and i like him i, I think he's interesting like when we hang out it's a very like it's always an interesting conversation that being said just even today i just am like such a fan of kristen stewart i just think she's like interesting really she but she really like i i almost didn't do the movie because she was in it and kate was like oh we gotta do this movie and i was like why i go it's the girl from twilight that's how lame i was right i mean how uninformed as a quote-unquote actor i'm not even an actress but how lame is that and i'm like she was in twilight like what but Kate said, she goes, this girl is, like, beyond talented. You can't even imagine. You just have to work in the same space as her. I said, all right. Because that's a lot of my, that's most of my initiative with acting. Is like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. Right. And then she's so smart and she's like, you know, movie stars sometimes are uh, really difficult to be around or you don't quite understand why they feel so uh, reticent or whatever it is. And she's just really good at being like, I'm present, I'm there, and now I'm not. I don't want to, and that was really interesting. And so when you work with somebody for three months and you, you're friendly, then you kind of, you do get to know each other. And I, I just, I thought she was really, really interesting. And I like that, like, that's like a cute thing about like she's young, you know, and she's cool and she's kind of gangster and she, her girlfriend was a Victoria's Secret model. Like all that is like interesting to me. But at the same time, her entourage is very different from my crew. So I don't, you know, I, I, I can't totally relate to her, but I still am really fascinated by her operation. Whereas my crew is kind of like fun. Oh, it's fun to dip into this and then dip out. But again, truly a fascinating person, really smart and cool to watch work. Like I don't need to do. I was like, what was it like to work with Ryan Reynolds? Great, but not often am I in a situation where, like Kristen Stewart, I was watching. I was like, this is really fascinating to watch. Like, I like watching her work. And uh, I feel the same way about Wahlberg. But for some reason, maybe it's because she's a chick or something like For some reason, she was just even, not, not even more engrossing. Because if you heard this, you'd be upset. She was very engrossing. It's one thing to go and enjoy what you do. But when you're around others that are doing similar role, that you can admire what they're doing and appreciate it, it makes you sometimes even appreciate what you do more. I don't even know that I enjoy what I do that much. No? Like, well, a lot of people are like, oh, is it weird watching yourself? No, not really. Also, it's not that interesting. Like, I don't watch, I just saw myself be uh, apparently a character the director was like, oh, you're so funny. Like, you stole the movie. So big thing in Hollywood. Who stole the movie? Like, it's some commodity that can be taken. <laughs> but, you know, they she really was like, oh, you're so good in the movie. And I watched the movie, and it's not a Zach Woods, like, I just, I, I can't watch the engine. It's just not good. I just, I'm too critical. It's not that at all. 
it is completely me watching my stuff and being like, this is technically interesting because I'm working, but I would much rather see what Drew Barrymore did. Like, she's amazing to watch. I'm like, amusing, you know, <laughs> which is great. That's, that's my job. That's what I love doing. That was, you know, that's interesting. It is. It's like, that is the big difference. I would even say this to Kristen. It's like, that's the big difference between her and me is I am absolutely engrossed and obsessed with watching her performance. And I think she watches me and is like, you're technically amazing. And she's not funny, but I'm also not an actor. So we're doing two different things. If you were doing anything other than being a stand-up or, or doing movies, what would you do? I asked Wahlberg that once, and he said something... You know what? A better example is uh, Norm MacDonald, who yeah. I am only Twitter friends with. I met him once. Um, he said I would be a criminal. That's what Norm MacDonald said. And a I didn't... <laughs> yeah, but I didn't understand that. I was like, what do you mean? Because it doesn't sound particularly appealing. I mean, I'm not a criminal. I don't know anybody who would be like, I'd like to be a criminal, right? But what's really being said is you don't want rules to apply. So you would want to do any job. So I'm not good at it for, like, I guess a chef or, like... Do you like to cook? No, not at all. I never do. I, I mean, I would... I think it, the idea is, like, what is the most abstractly differentiated from... A real life like that's what a comedian would be but i don't know i mean i you know i don't think anything i guess the boring answer is like a psychologist or a philosopher i don't know how i can help that many people with that though <laughs> well that's the beauty of today right with blogs and podcasts you could share your wealth of of knowledge on the world yeah but you're what you're doing is like so i just started for the first time ever like actually listening to Joe Rogan. Yes. And I'm like, oh, you're you're actually a philosopher. Like you're and your interviews are really important. You can add a lot to that. But what I'm talking about is classically being like a psychologist where you come into my room and I I don't know that I can help that many people that way. Right. When compared to how many people I can help by doing comedy. Right. Like I'll do, I'll perform for 200, 300 people tonight and I'll just lift them out of whatever the fuck they're dealing with for two hours. That's it. Yeah. That's you know, all. I, you know, I appreciate you saying that because when you look at musicians and they, they record a song and it's there forever and people go back and listen to it and they can connect with that song. But sometimes I think people lose sight of what a, a comedian does, which is for a few hours, they take all the shit you're dealing with in life and they erase it. And we all need those distractions from everyday life. So the value that you bring is very important. But we don't. Here's what happens. This is, and I'm, by the way, I've been working on cryptocurrency for about nine hours. I'm very tired. We, no one yells out, dude, like, unless it's Mitch Hedberg. No one's <laughs> like, do your joke about this. There's no greatest hits. There's no tribute band. And none of us should care about any of that. It should just be that one thing, which is that time. And I talk about time theory a little bit in my act, but it's more like, what is the thing that you find funny right now? 
I mean, that's it. I don't want you to come back in a year and be like, do the joke about giraffe facts. Like, no. <laughs> I want you to come back and be like, now what? Right. Now. Right now. Right now, what? And if I can provide that, then I'm doing my job. If I can't, then I'm kind of a hack. And that should be the last time that you ever see me. Right. If I can do that, if I can provide right now, okay, whatever happened three years ago when you saw me, doesn't matter. This is now. And you're like, <laughs> that is, then I've achieved, I did, I've done my job. Right. And then I hope that the next time you see me, you're like, yeah, I don't even remember the last time I saw you. But I hear you're pretty funny. <laughs> well, TG, I greatly appreciate the time. Are you in Indianapolis now? Yeah, I'm having, I'm finishing. <laughs> I give the rundown because you've been. Oh, by the way, thank you for not being like boring or pushy or difficult. Like you've been wonderful. Um, here's what's happening. I just finished portion of a steak and French fries. I cut up the asparagus like I'm gonna eat it, but also my wife grew up on an asparagus farm and hates asparagus. My mother-in-law lives in Indianapolis, so I'm kind of like hey, maybe I shouldn't eat that out of reverence for Kate. I am finishing a second cucumber water. <laughs> Absolutely have to urinate, like in a new, different way. <laughs> and uh, my broker, and yes, I will say that because um, I am that Hollywood. <laughs> my my broker called and was like, it's basically calling about cryptocurrency, but I, I kind of had to deny that call because it's more interesting talk to you than it is to talk about cryptocurrency although i am severely deep into that are you yeah i think you know we are casual friends with the winklevi the winklevoss twins and i think they're really brilliant i think they also invented facebook and mark zuckerberg stole it from them so that's pretty fucked up but I am, yeah, I'm very interested in blockchain technology, maybe replacing our understanding of uh, the internet. But right now I'm sort of aligned that maybe I think a little bit too much more than people even understand. But that's another thing that I'm actually really interested in lately is like, I don't think people think that I think that much. You know what? I would guess that just by the way, you know, you carry yourself in your films, but that's the beauty of these things. So the cryptocurrency, so you're like Bitcoin and that sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, I think Bitcoin would be the Coca-Cola of this type of value understanding, but the use case exists completely in Ethereum. So yeah, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm pretty fascinated by it. I, I like the Winklevite too, because those guys are like, like they're good dudes. Like, they, they're cool. Like, they want, I mean, maybe like Kate and me, like, they want people to be happy. They want to, like, help people. They're not like Zuckerberg just out for themselves like they really actually are like wouldn't it be cool if like people had everyone had a better life like that's that's such a nice beautiful thing to be pursuing and so that's why I'm kind of fascinated because they're you know they're really smart so they're trying to figure out how to sort of stay ahead of the idea of digital currency but it's not just currency it's a blockchain technology but it's, it's not really a place to make money. It's more of a place where it's like, oh, we could all contribute to more privacy, decentralization, 
all this stuff that's very boring and not funny to talk about. But I, I am, I'm very, very interested in that. Yeah, for sure. Right now. I, it's it's one of those things that I don't think the mass of the U.S. really understands it yet, but I think no, it, and they they couldn't because it's also super at least for me super complicated. It's very it's a very complicated idea to decentralize finance. Seems like a lot, but that's okay. That's that that is how you kind of get ahead of like no one could have imagined social media except for the Winklevoss, and so in the meantime you kind of just try and wrap your head around what you can wrap your head around. I just, I, I, I really like, I guess that all falls in line with like, I like people being happy. You know, I think that's really interesting is like, life is really, really hard. And I don't think enough people acknowledge that. So I like the idea of like, okay, this shit is fucking hard, but you know, this is really fun. I like this. That's, that's why I like like, uh, arcades and, uh, Cirque du Soleil and hard seltzer, like all that to me is like that, that's really interesting. I like that. I, I like that people can have access to happiness. And that's sort of what. I, that's why I'm willing to. I don't necessarily need to, but that's why I like traveling all the time and giving access for people in different places to just drive. 20 minutes and see me entertain them for two hours. I like that. Well, like I said, I, I greatly appreciate the time and, and I think it's going to be interesting for people to hear this side of you as well. You know, we, we've seen you in the films, but for you to be, you know, so concerned with other people being happy, I think that's a very cool attribute to you, Mr. Miller. Well, I think, I think that's, that's what you're doing too. I mean, I, and I think actually almost everybody is like, even if they don't acknowledge it, if you're bringing somebody, drinks or a meal or something or you're helping them get through a toll booth or whatever you sort of at the heart of it being like i'd like your day to be easier i'd like you to be happy i'd like to kind of you know if you're podcasting you're going i'm going to bring this aspect of this person through this interview to you for free by the way everybody use patreon <laughs> um, but, but really, you're you're kind of saying like, hey, I you know I want to contribute to this, and that thing that is this is like human happiness. So I'm very, 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 very grateful that I get to kind of do that. Both tonight, Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, the Helium Comedy Club in Indianapolis. <laughs> it's not crackers, but it can never be. <laughs> Well, I think that might be a great way to end this one. Is there any? I think so. Let's <laughs> see so you can finish your steak and asparagus too. Let's oh God, see. I will not touch his asparagus for fear of my wife destroying my <laughs> my very well being. Well, no, we... I. It's been so good talking to you. And um, are you coming to the, either the shows? Any of the shows? I'm going to try to. Yes, we're going to try to maybe uh, make it tomorrow night. I think that's great. That's kind of like how I tried to do these podcasts. Right. And you made it, it happen. Necessarily, well, didn't necessarily, but you can try and yeah, try and come to the show. I will. I absolutely will. And uh, and again, you've been so gracious, and I appreciate the time and jumping on and interrupting your cucumber waters, and and so I appreciate it uh, for us. I even the best cucumber, you know. And I I said, do you have cucumber water? And she said, cucumber water light, and I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll take it. <laughs> well, that way you can watch your figure at the same time. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> right, exactly. It's cucumber water ultra. Even more watered down cucumber flavor. So you have a, a great few shows, and I'm hoping to meet you tomorrow. And yeah, come say hi yeah. right afterwards, please, yeah. because you know I always say that, and no one ever does. Really? I'm always, yeah. I'm always like, hey, say hello. Like, just say hello, and never everybody. And then I'll occasionally I'll follow up with somebody and be like, it just will be like, oh, I didn't want to bother you. I'm like, what do you mean bother? Like, I. That's the one thing I was looking forward to. So please come say hello. I will. I will, and I'll, I'll even buy you a cucumber water. I would love that. <laughs> we'll both we'll both uh, shotgun a cucumber water backstage. <laughs> it sounds good. I All like right. it. Well, thank you very uh, much, TJ, and uh, enjoy your time in Indianapolis, and and uh, we'll see you in these new films coming up. Yeah, underwater, January tenth, uh, the stand-in to be determined. But come see the stand-up. Yeah, where do you go after some live comedy? And where do you go after Indianapolis? Appleton, Wisconsin. Before that, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Excuse me. I mean, just everywhere. TJ Miller does not have a website. dot com. <laughs> does not have a website. dot com. Yeah, I love it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we can get liquored and talk about cryptocurrency. I would love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Off air. Right. Don't tell the Winklevoss. <laughs> All right, All right, I'll TJ. see you soon, bro. All right, thank you, sir. All right, once again, thank you so much to TJ Miller for doing the show. Also, like I said before, make sure you get out to the Helium Comedy Club in Indianapolis either Friday or Saturday night where it's, it's already too late for Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, make sure you look there. They've got tickets that are still available. I think they're they're going fast. That sounded like a, a fake line, but it's the truth. <laughs> so, well, I mean, it's T.J. Miller, right? I mean, honestly, it's very. I'm very surprised cool. it's not sold out already. Yeah, so. it's it's a very cool thing. Um, also, make sure you check Helium's calendar for upcoming events. I know they've got some local Indianapolis comedians that are going to be there as well. So, lots of cool things happening at the Helium Comedy Club. Again, thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, the Sheridan Pub and uh, New Boswell. Love you guys. We appreciate it. Without I, you guys, we wouldn't be able to do this. Right. So. We've said multiple times, make sure you visit www.aftertwobeers.com. Make sure you go and follow us on our Facebook page, our Twitter page, and our Instagram page. Also, make sure you go to patreon.com backslash aftertwobeers if you want to throw a couple nickels at us. We would greatly appreciate it. Yep. And while you're on our website, buy some swag. Yes. If you buy a t-shirt, we'll throw in some koozies. I think we may even have some stickers left we can send to you. Uh, We just want to get the After Two Beers brand out there in the market. That's right. Right. Very cool. Lastly, and most importantly for us, if whatever network or whatever platform you're using to listen to us, whether it's Apple iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, make sure you subscribe. Yes. And make sure you rate and review us. Give us the highest ratings, of course. Well, because we deserve them. Well, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Well, Gibbler, I appreciate the time. Again, we appreciate TJ. We appreciate everyone that listens to the show, listens and follows us on our Facebook page. Without all of you, we're just doing this for our own shits and grins, which is okay with me, by the way. We have fun. Yeah. So we will talk to you all next week. After two beers. After two beers.